Thank you very much. Like the sound of many waters. Like the sound of many waters. Like the sound of many waters. <laughs> Hallelujah. Said I heard a voice. Like the sound of many waters. His entire countenance was like the sun that shone in his strength. Revelation 1 and verse 15. And his feet like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace. His feet like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. The sound of many waters. Revelation 1 and verse 16. And he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shined in his strength. Once again, I say, welcome to church. I am so glad that you made it to church. There is no service I have ever preached in my life that I have taken lightly. Each time I've had the privilege to preach God's word. Can I have my tab? Each time I've had the privilege to preach the word of God. I've always taken it with every sense of caution and seriousness thank you very much I've always thought about the fact that the reason why we are here is because God wants us to be here and it's no joke at all in any way please I don't know what's on your mind I don't know what you are thinking about, but don't take it for joke at all. Jesus is the ultimate. Jesus is the prince of life. John 10 and verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. He's the prince of life. First John 5 and verse 20. And we know that the son of God is come. And has given to us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. In Jesus Christ eternal life. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children keep yourselves from idols. This is for real. An encounter with Christ is the life changer. An encounter with Jesus is the actual destiny changer. Meeting Christ is the ultimate. 
Your life can never remain the same again for what God has done by the cross, the death and resurrection of Christ and the gift of eternal life. Welcome in Jesus' name. I began to teach at Bible study praying about my needs. How do I as a Christian, as an individual, as a saint of God, as a believer, handle praying about my needs. I'm in school, I have issues academically. I'm married, I have no child. I'm finding it hard to even get married. It's so difficult to manage my health. I don't have a clean bill of health. I'm sick. I'm tired of life. I've met people who were so sick. They said, Pastor, don't pray for me. I want to die. I remember a sister some years ago. She was on campus. She used to have this sinus. What is sometimes called migraine headaches. Very terrifying, awful, miserable, painful, life snuffing and threatening headache. And she went to meet one person in church. By the name of Dr. Nee Sonny. And she said to him, she said, Pastor, I have a cancer of the brain. The man said, who told you this? She said, the pains I have is unbearable. I just feel that what I'm going through must be a cancer of the brain. Some folks have some very exaggerated very alarming, very scary descriptions of their situations. Indeed, some things are completely out of place. People are going through serious issues. Hurricane blows. Hurricane blows. Hurricane blows. Of cumulative misfortune and disaster. It didn't work. It's not working. It can't work. It never worked. It may never work. Your life is going. Your life is ebbing away. First, it was pain on the neck. And then pain on the wrist. And then pain in the womb. And then pain in the neck. And then a growth in the head. And then a goiter in the neck. And then something protruding and something wobbly. And then a broken bone. Sometime I saw somebody on, on, on the internet who had 16 major fractures. 16 major fractures. That is broken bones. Major bones broken. Complicated fracture. Complicated fracture. Some years I went to, pre I went to pray at some 
hospital place for some person and then I saw a man that called me to come and pray for him. The man had some very severe bonds. His body was so burnt that some of his body organs had been scorched by heat. You are in your house and then snoring. I do not think snoring is a sin. And I don't think it's demonic. I think it's just about the neck and the voice box or the ear box. I don't think it's also peculiar to how fat or how bloated or how big you are. I think it's just some physiological thing that pertains to people and how they sleep. I don't think if you, are, if, if you snore, you are bound to be poor. Not that way I think if you are not ever snoring, you are going to be rich. I think if you snore, it's good to snore. Just snore. Just snore in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when somebody says you are snoring, say yes. Turn and snore again. But imagine snoring and snoring and somebody wakes you. Somebody taps you cool with a very low temperature. Taps you cool. Taps you cool. This feeling is not the feeling of your classmate or your roommate. Neither is it your wife or your husband. Your husband taps you by the side, by the waist, by the back. Couples, take it from there. Put off the lights, take it from there. Singles, keep your mouth shut. Say nothing beyond this point. Hallelujah. Those designed to be married, talk in tongues a while. And then keep short. It is not the usual thing because the husband taps you by the side. Nobody taps his wife or husband by the leg. Or gives you a slap in this car. At midnight. No matter how drunk or angry a man is. You know, sometimes you can be very tired. You just come and fall to the bed. And your, your wife says, what's good in the night? Stand up. Stand up. Lazy man. Stand up. Stand up. Wicked man. Stand up. Evil man. Stand up. And do what they told you to do at the day we got married. But nobody will slap you in this car. Anyway, there's this cold chilling metal. By the side of your ear. At midnight. Then you say, oh, leave me, I'm tired. Then you hear a bang. Bow on your head. Twelve dead devil robbers with guns. What would you do? Very desperate, very daring, very tempestuous, very hard times. It is not new and it's not supposed to be surprising because in the Bible there were people that faced situations that were very daring. Needs that were very awful. Life threatening, life snuffing needs. People who were nigh to death. People who were nigh to death. Acts 27 and verse 20. When in many days neither sun nor stars appeared. And no tempests laying on us all hope that we should be saved 
was then taken away. I come here this morning to address you if you have ever faced a challenge before. Or if you are facing a challenge or you don't know what to do when needs are so pressurizing and life-taking. All hopes lost. I find it difficult to counsel Christians that have no hope. I've been a pastor for many years. I've been a pastor since I was at 200 level reading microbiology in 1989. And I'm a, I'm a blessing to multiples and several hundreds of thousands across the group, globe preaching through tapes, books, materials, crusades and meetings. And I have always found it difficult to counsel Christians that have no hope. The only set of Christians I can easily counsel are those that are still okay. Doctor has said, don't worry, you'll soon be okay. Those who have no carryovers. Those who have few carryovers. As students. People they've said, well, the truth is of the matter is that your husband has low sperm counts. Don't worry. Just some few drugs will be okay. I have found it extremely difficult to cancel Christians that were dying. Maybe of cancer. The seed of the man is infertile. The fallopian tube and the oviduct of the womb have collapsed. He has not just failed, he's been rusticated. His car has been stolen. His house has been burnt. I met a man whose house, a pastor in town some years ago, whose house was raised. His little child had misused or mismanaged a tiny boiler that exploded. The house was raised completely. Nothing useful could be recovered from this inferno. And when I met the man, I discovered his joy was gone. He was sad. He was looking melancholic and sad. He was looking very down to earth. Sad. His eyes had the tear bags. He was almost crying. And I said, I excitedly hugged him. He was cold. I said, glory! He said, no word. He didn't respond. His eyes beamed and glittered with tears. I said, what is wrong with you? He said, the devil is wrong with me. I said, God is in control. He said, which God? I said, God is good. He said, how can? I said, the word. He said, which word? I have found it extremely difficult to console people. 
I found it very, very impossible to comfort, to console, to encourage, to admonish, to help, to assist, to support Christians who are hopeless. Most Christians who are hopeless are just completely hopeless to everything. They don't want to hear anything. They don't want to hear anything. It looks as if the Bible and the church has no solution for the man that has no hope. That's where I see it. It's as if there is nothing that can be done again when you have failed. When you have been jilted by somebody you love and you love and you love and you love and you have left all others. You have left all other toasters. You have taken your eyes all off all, all other admirers. And the man says, no more. We are incompatible by grace, by word, by his blood and fleece for cover. You cannot be comforted. The Bible seems, we don't, we don't think the Bible has hope for life. It's as if, if it's manageable. And some people call me when things are still okay. People have called me before. They've said, Pastor, pray for me. I say, what's, what's going on with you? Say, oh, well, uh, I have this person who is ill and the doctor said we should pray. Well, actually, I, um, I've been shortlisted. Pray for me. Well, <clears throat> I actually bagged a good grade and I'm trying to get a job. Pray for me. I rarely see Christians who will say, Sir, I have failed again and again. I have failed again and again. Please pray for me. They always say pray for me because they have some, some money of hope. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 16. Whether we like it or not, whether we believe it or not, the power of the saving Christ is everlasting consolation for life and eternity. You, as a Christian, have been permanently encouraged and consoled and consolidated and converted so that in your life in your life hopelessness is no longer your match again this is the status quo this is the situation. This is what is on ground now. Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 16. Have you found it? Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God even our Father which hath loved us and may answer us when we cry. He knows my name. He knows when I call. He hears every cry. That's the mentality. 
He says, God, who may or may not love us based on his mood. Have you seen this in your Bible? He says, God's love is based on whether you come to church or not. If you don't come to church, God doesn't love you. Don't you understand what I'm saying? Look at your Bible. God says, rub my back, I rub yours. God says, give and take. No, 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 love the devil. Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 16. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which had loved us and hath given us. You have it already. Everlasting encouragement. Consolation. And good hope through grace. This is the modus operandi. The status quo. This is what obtains. This is the mind of the father. That for having found Christ. For being a saint of God. For having eternal life. You have been given everlasting encouragement. You have been consoled and comforted. He said, I will not leave you orphans. John 14, 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you discouraged. Peace I live with you. Peace I give unto you. Let not your heart bold. Neither let it be afraid. My peace I give unto you. Not as the word giveth peace. Give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. John 14, 1. John 14, 27. John 16 and verse 33. These things have I written unto you. That in me you might have No matter what is going on, God has consoled the Christian. God has consoled you. No matter what. You can never be stranded in life again. Never. You can never be a victim of life's and tempests and trials and hurts and deaths again in your life. This is what God has done. This is what the sacrifice has accomplished. You are not a product of somebody's prayer. You are not a product of pastoral prayer. You are a product of God's sacrifice. God sacrificed God to bless you. This is whom you are. When you cry out of hopelessness, or you complain, like many of you do, or you murmur, or you scream, 
Or you cry foul. Or you are annoyed. Exasperated. You are jolted. Amazed. Embarrassed. When you are lost or confused. When you pray violent prayers, violent prayers, violent prayers, all those who hate me, they shall die, they shall die, they shall die. You exhibit foolishness and unbelief and hopelessness. God has consoled you. God has consoled you. God has encouraged you. God has comforted you. God has assisted you. God has supported you. God has built you up. God has reframed you. God has changed your life. God has transformed you. God has changed your destiny. God has changed your destiny for good. Your destiny has been changed for good. God has changed your destiny for good. Your destiny has been changed for good forever. This is whom you are. It will never come through by power must change hands. Where God Christ foul to your father's concubine who hates your mother and is your mother's rival who has consulted the occult and is also a known and proven witch and Obanje girl from the Riverine area. She looks it, she talks it, she acts it. She flies at night. She hates your mother. So God begs her and says, please now, have mercy on this boy. He's active in church. He pays his tithes. Please now. I say, please now. And then the witch says, well, I'll think about it. And God says, please now, I've been talking to you for a while. Then he attends a church. Power must change hands church. So after much prayer, they say, God, please, let power change hands from the Obanje to you. Then God says, I'm trying, I'm trying myself. You say, God, have mercy. God says, I'm struggling. It's not easy. Oh. Ebe mama baye kaye mama ba mi jao ayele o and God begins to sing. He says, "Hey, thank you, Father." Even God understands. Sometimes there's a fear. There's a fear. Thus, shed the Lord. There's so much fear about the February elections in Nigeria. Thus, shed the Lord. Thus, shed God. There's fear. There's fear about the election in Nigeria. Thus said God. There's fear. There's fear about the election that even I, your Lord, your Lord, your Lord, even I, the Lord your God, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. God, I'm afraid of heaven. I'm afraid. God says, I'm afraid. There's fear in the land about the election. God is afraid. God is afraid. God is afraid. Rubbish lie from the pit of hell. 
No matter what you will go through in this life, God has consoled you. Permanently. The way God has done it is such that you have gained ascendancy over things you have not seen, things you have not met, things you will meet, things you will do, where you will be. You have gained victory over all failures. You have gained victory over all victories. You have gained victory over all losses and gains and successes. You have gained victory over life you have not lived. This is the status quo of being a believer. So we don't even come in, we don't even come in with this, this, this underhand hanky-panky thing of craving and begging in servitude and crying and slaving. Oh God, oh, oh Father, hey, have mercy upon us. God, look down. Oh God, hey, Father, mercy drops are falling. Give us hearts of blessing. Oh God, give us blessing. Oh God, shut up. God has consoled you already. This is the Bible. We have been taught to cringe in servitude. We have been misled. We have been lied to. We have been deceived. We have been bamboozled and beguiled. We have been led down the garden park by liars who are Bible illiterates. They've told us it's difficult to get to God. You have to cry and shout and plea and, and, and do all sorts of things. Have you heard of churches where they beat people with brooms? They beat people with brooms to cast out devils? They beat them with brooms till the broomsticks are wrecked. Then they get another broom. Close to some place near to you. There's a church there. A white garment church. Once it was a young person. Who was bound with copper wire. Hand and leg. Till the hands became gangrenous. The hands died away. Because of blood circulation. Why? There was a demon in her. One other one is bizarre. You must not hear it at all. You must not hear. If you hear it, you must not say it. If you say it, you must not say it again. This person has a demon. And a priest or a prophet used coal, live coal. Live coal. To remove the demon from her. You say, where did she put the live coal? Ask me after service. Rubbish lies because we have not, we have not come to accept the fact that for being born again and for being in Christ Jesus, he has consoled us forever. Your life has been changed. You are now on the Christ side of life. Something particular and specific and powerful happened to you according to God's word. Second Peter 1 and verse 3. He has blessed us. Ephesians 1, 3 rather. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Second Peter 1 and verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through Christ. So when we talk about praying for our needs, we can't, we can't come out 
can't stay on the pedestal of our needs without thinking about God. It's going to be wrong and very subjective and biased if all you say about yourself is what you need. What about God to whom you pray? And that's the problem. Most times your needs come ahead. Your needs come ahead. So I said this morning, I said number one, don't let your needs becloud you of God's person and God's visage and God's blessing and God's power and God's eternal life within you. I said number two, your life is sealed and set and sacred and sanctified and serviced by the work that was done on the cross. It's over and over and complete. Let's make progress right now. Ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about praying for our needs or talking to God about things that bother or pertain to us, things that bother us or pertain to us, I think it's going to be out of place and senseless if it's all about us. First Peter 3 and verse 12, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears. When you stand praying. I don't think you are praying to yourself. I think you are praying to God. So God comes in handy as important. So important that we are asking you. What is God's thought about this thing? Let's get this out of the way before I make some little progress. Violent prayers are not New Testament prayers. Prayers out of despondency and desperation. Prayers where you shake and sweat have nothing to do with the word of God. Sometimes what we call hot prayers are prayers of unbelief. I have said this in this church and I want to say it again and again. When we say somebody's good, he's kind. When we say this man is generous, he's philanthropic, he's benevolent, he gives, he's magnanimous, he's well-spirited, he has a good and a good and a large heart. We don't also say at the same time to get to him because he's just down towards chingy. He's tight-fisted. He's hard to employ and please. He must walk the way through pains and labor. Painstaking, scrutinizing, body damaging, no, no, no. If he's good, then he's good. If he's not good, he's not good. Why do we always say that God requires so much? Gymnastics of unbelief. I love the Christ Apostolic Church. I love the Christ Apostolic Church. I thank the Lord for the life of Apostle Joseph 
Babalola. I don't like something about the Christ Apostolic Church. They have an emphasis on gymnastics in prayer than what prayers connotes, conveys, confers, complete or complements. Have you noticed where they pray? They shake their heads violently. And to the average CAC member, the more violent you shake your head, the more God will hear you. Is this God who has blessed us with everlasting consolation and good hope through grace? Is this the same God who has given to us all things to richly enjoy? First Timothy 6 and verse 17. Is this the same God in whom we are complete? Colossians 2 and verse 10. Is this the same God who has made us to be no more foreigners or strangers but fellow citizens? Is this the same God who loved us and sent Christ to die for us? Is this the same God who conferred his love upon us while we are loveless and unable to be loved? Is this the same God we must seek shaking our heads till we have an injury? No! The devil is a liar through CAC. And CAC is just an example of several churches in Nigeria and globally where God is painted as cruel and stingy and tight-fisted and difficult to reach and impossible and enigmatic and wicked and tyrannic and harsh and difficult to implore, difficult to beseech and strict and high-handed and dubious and uncertain and unforgiving, unwilling and unable to help. The devil is a liar through many Christians in the world today. The devil is a liar through many pastors who tell us God cannot be reached easily. Your case is not as important as your God. Your case is not as important as what God has done for you. Can I say it again? Your challenge is not as important as your God. Your issues are not as important as your God. Your weirdness and your wildest imaginations and your most possible calamity and your most plausible situation is not as powerful as what God did for you. Your failure is no match to the seed of victory you have on the inside. Your loss is no match to the seed of victory you have on the inside. Your chaos and trauma and tempestuous tribulations are no match to what God has done on the inside of you. Your failure is no match to victory you have on the inside of you. Your loss is no match to God's victory within you. You are more important than your issues. You are more important than your life. The seed within you is more important than your chaos. Have you had a bad dream? What was the dream like? A masquerade chased you. 
and you ran into a shrine and a herbalist pursued you and you ran back into the mosque and Boko Haram came out of the mosque and chased you and the shites received you and you ran more and the rest of youths at the creeks of Niger Delta embraced you and you fled and the kidnappers between Owo and Akure embraced you and you fled them all and kidnappers at Okene embraced you and you fled them all and the witches enveloped you and you fled them all and the devil sucked you up what should you do when you wake up if you ever wake what will you do if you ever wake what should you do remember 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 your victory will not come by prayer it came by sacrifice already in spite of your dreams and your experiences in spite of people's animosity in spite of your haters and those who are your enemies in spite of what they say and what is going on the victory you have and you are is more important than your chaos i'm amazed we don't read our bibles we don't pray just complain and murmur do all things without murmurings and disputings that you may be philippians 2 and verse 14 to 15 harmless blameless sons of god without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you ought to shine as light holding forth the word of life stop murmuring start believing ladies and gentlemen let us look at the bible I want to give you scriptures teaching you how to ask how to ask how to ask ask for what ask for help oh when I need mercy God give me mercy oh I need love God give me love Oh, I need comfort. Give me comfort. Oh, Father, embrace me. God is a spirit. You are too emotional. And you are meant to walk in the spirit. You are not meant to walk by feelings. You are not meant to walk by feelings. You are not meant to walk by feelings. You are meant to devoid your life of feelings in your mind and in your body. The feelings you have are not of importance as the seed you are. So, whether you feel bad or feel good is not as important as what God has done. Your feeling is psychological. Your feeling is physical. Your feeling is palpable and touchable your feeling is sizable but the victory of christ came by sacrifice 
you may feel downcast and downtrodden. You may feel jolted and sad. You may feel sick. You may feel deluded. You may feel disappointed. But the seed cannot change. You may feel down, close, drabbing to death, dying away. But the seed cannot change. You are a product of a divine seed. Hallelujah. I don't want us to look at scriptures and say, let's use this verse when we are in need. Let's call upon God like David because I'm not David, you're not David. You are a new creature. David was not. There could not have been a new creature by the blood of bulls. If the Old Testament by the blood of bulls could make anybody a new creature, Christ died in vain. He died in vain. He died in vain. If David by the laws was born again, Christ died in vain. If Moses by obedience to the laws and tenets of God was born again, Christ died in vain. Galatians 2 and verse 20, the man Paul said, it's no God I live, but Christ I live in me. The life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness cometh by the law, then Christ died in vain. If righteousness cometh law, then Christ died in vain. If righteousness cometh by the law, then Christ died in vain. That Christ has not died in vain. Nobody could be righteous under the Old Testament. You are not David and you cannot never be give me oh lord the wisdom of solomon what will you do with it you are not solomon christ has been made unto you the new creature wisdom the wisdom of solomon was carnal the wisdom of christ whom christ is is spiritual oh let me close listen carefully and closely I rather share with you certain Bible examples of those who had needs and what they did. Let's look into the Bible. People who were desperate like you and I could become. At the verge of plunging into disgrace at the crest and end where the next thing is disgrace people have mocked you they've slighted you oh lord you must have been here when I preached a message title handling failure successfully and I said the reason why many of us are so afraid of failure and die with chip on failure it's not because failure is big it's because of what people would say people celebrate our failures than our victories people talk about our failures than our victories you are a good man nobody may see you until you do something out of place then they will see you and notice you and talk about you. Let's talk quickly.
quickly about what they did. First person is Jesus Christ. He has left us an example to follow in his steps. You are not a good believer till you act like Christ. First John 2 and verse 6. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself so to walk even as he walked. First John 2 6. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself so to walk. Ephesians 4 from verse 21. But ye have not so learned Christ. The culture of Christianity is to walk like Christ. How did Christ undo needs? How did Christ handle threats? Threats when you are threatened. How did he handle it? How did he handle it? When somebody terrifies you. How did Christ handle threats? Your child is sick. Your wife is sick. Even you are sick. Doctor says, you have a few days to leave. What will Christ have done? This is a new life in the which we are meant to act Christ. And grow into him. Ephesians 1 verse 15. In all things. And show his character and manifest his traits. You and I have become exposed to Christ, chaste virgins, that we should bear fruit unto God. Fruit unto God. Second Corinthians eleven verses one through three, Romans seven verses three to five. We're supposed to bear fruit unto God. So, you have not got it, you have not done it until you do it like Christ did it. I've shown this to you before, let me show it again. John 11, brother, play the piano keyboard gently so I can be conscious to close soon. Praying about my needs as a Christian. Handling my situations. My frustrations. My losses. My challenges. My trials. Let nobody say when he is tempted, I am tempted of the Lord. Say it is God who is making us go through crisis. Let nobody say when he is tempted, I am tempted of the Lord. James 1, 13-16 Do not err, my beloved brethren. Are you in church? 
my enemy must die so I can live is a lie. I listen to one guy on radio each time I cry. I want is a lie of the devil. There's no such thing. God does not bless by substitution. There is nobody that needs to die for you to live. He has blessed you already by the death of Christ and his resurrection. All things are done on your behalf. So, no human being needs to die for you. If anybody must die, it is the lying pastor who wants people dead that must die for you. So you can live in truth. Did you hear me? When any pastor says, somebody must die for you to live, tell him, pastor, you the liar is the person that must die today. So I can live free of your lies. Where did you get it from? Let your enemies die. Amen. Amen. Where did you get it from? For what? Hey, your enemy that wants you there. I command them dead. Erotic boju. You must go to MFM. MFM kill people in thousands every day. Yet nobody dies. Right now, in all MFM churches, they will have killed several thousands. Right now, as I'm talking. Your house owner, your landlord, who wants his money for a house he built by his sweat. You say he did not sweat, he stole money. Were you there when he stole the money? He said, no, he was an accountant or so and so. Were you there? He stole the money. He built a house in his own name. He has a sea of O. You rented it. You paid for six months. You don't want to pay for six months extra. You want him dead in church. You are wicked. Every house owner that is tormenting you for their right deals of rent. Let them fall and die. Die, 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 die. Every lecturer that is making life difficult for you and giving you tests without notice. Let them fall and die. Everybody you owe, you owe them legitimately. You took money from them in your pains and they hurt you. Let them uh, uh, you are wicked. MFM is wicked. It's a wicked church. Wicked souls. Wicked people. Let me share this with you quickly and I close. Romans Romans 12 Are you sure you're in church? Romans 12 17. Romans 12 17. Romans 12 14. Bless them which persecute you. 
bless and curse not Romans 12 14 bless them which persecute you bless and curse not <laughs> Christians know many more curses than blessings Christians know more curses than blessings many of you the Psalms in your head are Psalms against your enemies you don't know anything in the New Testament I know I know a family where their children are very 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 unruly very unruly family unruly children and what does the mother do she reads Psalms against the enemy into water every morning and sprinkles the compound and I say why say so that the angel of God will persecute my neighbors why they hate my family what your children are unruly so but your children are badly mannered so but your children are misbehaving so but your children are miscomporting so but your children are acting disloyal to etiquette of society so Romans 12 17 rare compense to no man evil provide things honest in the sight of all men if it be possible as much as light in your in you live peaceably with all men if it be possible 19 dearly beloved avenge not yourselves but rather gaze unto wrath for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay, said the Lord. Verse 20. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, Bible does not say friend, it says enemy. Hey, I'm not talking about a friend who doesn't like you anymore. Listen carefully, clearly. I'm not talking about somebody you are no longer close to like before. I'm talking about somebody who hates you. Look at the word enemy. Somebody who hates you. Somebody who wants you dead. Somebody who hates your God and hates your life and hates your progress and hates your sight. Somebody who hates to see you walk. Somebody who looks at you and feels and scorns and despises you. Somebody who wants the ill luck. Somebody who wants you out of place. Somebody who wants you out of your job. Somebody who wants you out of your seat. Somebody who wish you were sacked. Somebody who wish you failed. Somebody who doesn't like anything about you. Somebody who speaks evil of you. Who murmurs and mongers a rumor about you. Somebody who just dislikes your face. Somebody who hates you. He said, If thine enemy, thine enemy, thine enemy, an opponent, 
a fiend f-i-e-n-d a fiend the witch at your workplace your ex your ex most ex can be very 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 malevolent most ex can be cruel especially women the reason why men sometimes as ex are not that hard hit is because society teaches them the more you capture the better you are but we have told the woman the more you are captured the worse you are so when it comes to being jilted the woman feels it more she hates you she hates your children she hates your new wife she hates your life she has become your fiend your enemy if your enemy hunger poison him revenge vengeance is not yours vengeance is the law vengeance is not yours vengeance is not yours vengeance is not yours you are not God vengeance is not yours can I say it again never pray against your enemies vengeance is not yours the prayer against the enemy is unbelief and it is antithetical to scriptures vengeance is not yours don't retaliate in words in baba violence vengeance is not yours vengeance is not yours vengeance is not yours vengeance is the lord vengeance is not yours vengeance is the lord if an enemy hunger feed him if he thirst give him to drink for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire thank you Jesus I will not talk coals of fire coals of fire coals of fire coals it's figurative it's figurative it's figurative the uneasiness he has because you are repaying good for evil is likened to heaping coals of fire they are not livid actual coals of fire why verse 21 be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good listen carefully and closely first uh, three and verse nine not rendering evil for evil cursing for cursing railing for railing but contrarywise blessing for there unto you have been called that you may inherit a blessing first peter 3 and verse 9 vengeance is not yours John 11 
learn this Lazarus had been dead for four days Jesus had become a scorn a disdain and a source of mockery John 11 and verse 37 get your Bibles at this point let me try to close in 10 minutes very crucial moment of this sermon and some of them said could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died he is too late he is too late God is too late there's no hope John 11 and verse 21 that Martha said unto Jesus Lord if thou hast been here my brother not died it is too late what can God do again it is too late I'm too old it is too late I'm too sick it is too late it is it is over I have failed I've been rusticated and excommunicated and expelled. I've been sent away. I've been disqualified. I've been told to go forever. It is too late. It is too late. It is too late. It is too late. John 11 and verse 37 and some of them said could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died it is too late it is too late it is too late Mark 5 and verse 39 and when he was coming he said unto them why make it ye this ado and weep the damsel is not dead but when and they laughed him to scorn it is too late it is too late what can God do who can help you again it is too late you don't know anybody you have no contact it is too late I heard this and learned this today John 11 and verse 41 then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. John 11 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast had me. He had not prayed. He said God had had. You must learn this about God. In your life, all things are set. Hallelujah! Don't you like it? I'm not a beggar. I'm not a beggar in the things of God. I'm not, I'm not a stranger here. I'm not a JJC. I'm not somebody who is not welcomed here. I have relationship with God. I have been called a child of God. I who at the time was a far off. Now I've been brought into familyhood with God. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, 
made under the law to redeem them under the law now that you are sons god has set forth the spirit of his son into your heart crying abba father you are no more a servant you are a hail god through christ jesus you are not some journey just come you are not a misnomer a mislabeled person you are not somebody not wanted you have a rousing welcome here you are a member of the kingdom of god a child of the father prayer should not sound to you difficult you should not pray like somebody who doesn't know god god knows you you know god by his holy spirit you should be free and fluent and affluentia with the power of heaven at the back of you when you sit it comes to pass because god is with you and he has done a great thing in your life jesus said father i thank thee you have had me always i know you hear me always you have had me you hear me always i'm a child of god prayer is not strength to me i thank you because you have had me you have had me you have had me i have a confidence in prayer if i speak to him he hears him i'm convinced of god i have the petitions i've laid before him because i'm a child of god hallelujah I thank you because you have had me. I got him pray. I got him pray. I got him pray. What are you doing then? God, God knows my cry. Hey, is it your Bible? He is recording my tears in both like the lamentation of Jeremiah. Are you Jeremiah? Are you Jeremiah? Are you Jeremiah? Brothers, are you Jeremiah's in this place? You are not Jeremiah's suddenly. Are you Jeremiah's? God, God understands my tears. He's, he's, he's recording in both like Jeremiah. Are you Jeremiah's? Are you? Thank you because you have heard me. This is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know he heareth us, then we have confidence, we have the petition we have desired of him. His spirit dwells within us. Thank you. I know you have had me. Thank you, Lord. You have had me. Thank you, Lord. You have had me. This is the confidence. God hears. God hears because he has had. God hears because he has had. I'm convinced God has had. Yes. I could go on and on and on and on. Let me go. Let me go. At Acts 27, quickly. Acts 27. Acts 27. Acts 27. Acts 27. And verse 20. And when other sun or stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth and said, and said, and said, and said, and said, and said, and said look at verse. 23 for there stood by me the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve relationship my God knows my God has taken care of me don't be anxious for life Not one strand of hair of your head will fall to the ground without God's consent. Precious in God's sight is the death of the saint. Stop, stop panicking. There stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, whom I serve. I'm a child of God. Of his own will, begat he us by the word of truth. James 1 and verse 18. 
first john 5 from verse 1 he, verse 2 he that believeth that jesus christ is the son of god is born of god begotten of the father i'm a child of god are you do you have confidence in him are you a child of god are you born of his spirit why are you panicking why have you turned prayer to some shrine worship they stood by me this night the angel of god whose i am and whom i serve verse 25 wherefore sirs be of good cheer for i believe god that it shall be even as he was told me god has spoken to me already god has, god has spoken to me already god has spoken to me about my failure god has told me about my loss about my health what has god told you about your health the doctor has said his own what did god say to you about your health? god speaks he's not an idol he's a living god he speaks to people what did god say to you about your workplace what did God say to you about your relationship, about your marriage, about your children, about your business, about your profession, about your academic work, about your journey, about what you are doing, about your investment, about tomorrow, about next year. What has God spoken to you about the election, not just the trend or the types of discussion or ongoing things not the debate on television what has god spoken to you where should you be where should you vote where should you live where should you stay when should you travel what has god said to you is the question to ask you such such and they said they said no 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 what is god saying i don't have a job what is god saying i don't have a husband what is god saying stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am whom I serve saying fear not Paul fear not sirs be of good cheer for I believe God it shall be as God has told me God has given me a revelation already so why are you panicking why are you panicking Hey, 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 that was in trouble. That was in trouble. Hey, 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 go go go. Hey, go in it. Hey, go go go. Ah, daddy wale, daddy wale. Hey, hey. And my daddy alone. They will go Hey, hey. And my daddy alone. You don't believe the Bible, so why are you praying? To whom and why? With what? I believe God. It shall be as God has told me in my life, in my walk with Him. I believe God as God has revealed to me. So I will walk in it, in my profession, in my business, in my family, 
in my relationships, in my, in my investment. I believe God. It shall be. It shall be. It won't be like you think or like they think or like I think or like we think or like it happens. It shall be as God has told me. There stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am, whom I serve. Father, I send thee. Thou hast had me. I send thee. Thou. Before he prayed, you have had me already. Your needs are not half important as your God. Your physical needs all your life will never be half as important as the seed of victory God made you. For whatsoever is born of God has gained ascendancy over the world. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Shut up. Lift your hands and thank him. And thank him. And thank him. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. It's Christ of the Lord. We'll give you all the glory. They give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the Song. Come on!